Welcome to 30 Minute Reviews. I am Adam. Um, this should be mostly a speculation episode today. Uh, Gotham Knights is picked up. Uh, well, picked up loosely. It got a pilot order, um, which, you know, doesn't mean that it necessarily gets picked up to series. It just means that they ordered a pilot get made. And it's interesting. It's not a Batwoman spinoff. Um, I would... They didn't specify who the adopted son of Bruce Wayne will be. I would guess they'd be casting a Damian Wayne. Um, either way, pretty cool. Um, CW did not announce they had picked up Justice U. But Justice U is in development very early stages, so it could always end up being a mid-season replacement show. Um, or it could end up being a next-year show. Um, because that was announced to be in development a few weeks ago, not, you know, imminently. Like, you know, Gotham Knights was announced months ago. So it got picked up for, for a pilot. It's also pretty early. They could always pick up for pilot for, for Justice U. Although I think Justice U would probably be, um, a half season order. Or a full season order. Because it's got established talent behind it. Um, I think that Gotham Knights are going to want to test the waters up first. Um, but it's not a spin-off of Batwoman. Um, I'm interested to see where this show goes, for lack of a better word. Um, not as excited as, you know, Justice U. Justice U, I think, is a better idea. Um, and could be a replacement for, uh, Legends. Um, but as the CW is doing this, we're gonna get an announcement soon, I think about if slash when The Flash gets picked up for season 9, considering that they just shell out a nice amount of money to Grant for for a ninth season. Um, I think it's possible. I think, it, you know, based on the financial alone, I think it's possible they don't pick it up. If, if they had to pay Grant 200000 an episode, and then they got to pay the other cast too, and then on top of it, they got to pay, like, you know, effects budget and all of that, I think the chance doesn't come back. Um... Considering they haven't announced it, it's just, if we do season two, we have contracted Grant to come back, and this is what he will be getting paid, is what that contract basically says. So, let's see, what's the next uh, thing I want to talk about? Um, I got this question in an email, and as always, if you want to email in a question that you want to hear me address, if it's something that I can talk about, um, 30 minute reviews at gmail.com is the email, and the question I got was, what network TV do you watch that's not genre-based? Because, you know, I watch a lot of, you know, genre TV, but there is some non-genre TV that I watch as well. I mean, not religiously, just if it's on, it's on, I'll watch it, but, you know, I do have, I, there are some, like, you know, Law & Order got picked up for a revival. I may watch that, because I've always been a big fan of Sam Watterson's, um, you know, Jack McCoy, and I think that, you know, and that's the thing, it's like, if you've listened to this show since the beginning, you know that I did almost go to law school based on the fact that, you know, I liked Jack McCoy on TV, um, for many bad decisions, um, so, you know, uh, might watch that, SVU, you know, hit or miss, I never really got into, you know, any of the Chicago stuff or any of the, um, like Grey's Anatomy or 911 or anything like that, um, but, you know, more power to them. Um, in terms of network, uh, sitcoms, uh, The Neighborhood, I've always found pretty funny. Um, I like that. It got renewed for another season. I'm loving Ghosts, um, on CBS. 
Uh, Ghost is definitely up there for me. It's one of my favorite, you know, network comedies. Be Positive is still pretty good, too. Um, and, and it's pretty consistent. Um, I think that, um, I, what's, the, what's the girl's name in the lead? Ashley Ains, Ainsford, Ashley Ainsworth, or something like that. Um, she just knocks it out of the park, uh, playing her kind of manic, like, you know, zaniness. And, and season one, too, it was great. And, uh, it, it, it's just, it, it's, it's a really fun show to watch. Um, Young Sheldon I'm liking more than I thought I would, considering I hated the Big Bang Theory. Um, Young Sheldon's pretty amusing. Um... What else is there? Uh, the, the new Wonder Years, the Goldbergs, like both of those. Um, the, and, and the thing is, too, is like the Wonder Years has, has will handle pretty heady topics, um, and it's doing pretty well. There's a, there's a documentary about Emmett Till on ABC that's pretty pretty well done. Um, that's worth watching for anyone interested in that. Um, what else was there? Um, I feel like I'm missing something. I mentioned ghosts. I mentioned. Um, I think I got. I think I got them all. Um, yeah, the Goldbergs. Just I think it's one of the most consistent shows on TV. Whereas, like, I, I don't think it's one of those shows you can step in in any episode and be amused. And when there's a moment of you know, of of serious drama, it, it still works to not serious drama, but like, I mean, it still is serious in the confines of the show. Like recently there was a, uh, an episode where, where Adam broke up with his, uh, with his girlfriend. Um, and it hit home the emotion of that. Um, in terms of watching, you know, sitcom reruns, if I'm, if I'm working on something and I need to have ambient noise, uh, Seinfeld, um, is one, the league, also, um, but that is very much sports oriented. Like, if you are not a sports fan, you probably will not enjoy the league. But it is it is really funny. Um, Parks and Rec, The Office, and uh, what's the other one? Um, Frasier um, are all kind of go tos in that regard. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's that's a it's a great question. Um, but I, 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 and the thing is too, it's like I'm not gonna talk about the ones I don't like. I can go on and on about why United States of Al is just shit and not funny. Same thing with Bob Hart's Abby Shola. I I can't stand either of those. Um, and same with there was one other show that was on for a long time that I really didn't like. I forgot what it was though. No, I have not watched Time at Your Father yet. Um, it's on my list. I do. I may give it a shot. It's on Hulu, and I have Hulu anyway. I may watch it. I'm gonna. I am gonna watch Murderville. I'm gonna start Murderville probably tomorrow because tonight there's a new Peacemaker episode. I'm going to see Moonfall now, so that's gonna take up my bandwidth tonight. Um, but Murderville does look funny, although it does look like, based on the trailer, because it is improv, it could fall into that. Um, what's it called? That trap where improv comedy does this thing where the comedians think they're hilarious and they laugh at their own jokes and break too much. That's always been a thing that kind of bothered me. This motherfucker is going to make me miss this light because he has to get into this fucking driveway. Um, but it's, it's that kind of thing where it's like, you know, I, um, uh, I, I, if it doesn't fall into that trap, it could be very good. Like, Comedy Bang Bang, I used to like for a long time. I used to listen to Comedy Bang Bang. But it got to a point where it's like, you know, the fact that they were always laughing at their own jokes. And like, look at how clever we are. It kind of got on my nerves a little bit. Um, and uh, that's, that's kind of my one big problem with improv comedy. I probably shouldn't have gone through that light. The guy behind me definitely shouldn't have gone through that light. Um, 
So what else is there? Um, this is my, my evening commute, you know, discussion podcast. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there are certain things that, like, I've seen Fraser getting a resurgence, too, in media, where people are, like, rediscovering it. Um, I think it, it, it's a really funny show. Um, um, but, like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about things I don't like, because it's, like, I can go on and on about, like, why I hated Two Broke Girls and why I hated, why I don't, why I really don't like, like, you know what, I will address it, because I think it is a problem that is, is worth addressing, is, you know, one of the things that really highlighted this was that, you know, when we got to the point where the pandemic was impacting production of um, of these shows, the, the shows could either address the pandemic or just send it in a fantasy world, but the pandemic doesn't exist. And, and, you know, either way, there are, you know, pros and cons of both. Like, the Connors, I don't like the Connors either, I'm not a big fan of that. The Connors is is set in, you know, a world where the pandemic exists and, and they do acknowledge the pandemic is happening. So like, characters are wearing masks and they're like, oh, I'm vaccinated. So, you know, they'll wear masks going into buildings and things like that will happen. And it, it's, 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 you know, that's how the show functions. Like shows like Grey's Anatomy and, and things like that couldn't not acknowledge the pandemic because it's, you know, it's a hospital and it's a big deal. They couldn't not have it happen. Um, uh, United States of Al was a mid-season replacement, if I remember correctly. Either way, the entire production began during the pandemic. Um, and for a show that, like, you know, it, it doesn't acknowledge the pandemic. And, and, you know, more power to it for not acknowledging the pandemic. If they're going to sit here and not acknowledge real-life things, completely understandable. It, it, like, I completely understand a TV show that's a comedy not wanting to acknowledge the real world or things happening around them because, like, it, it, it does... You know, it, it, it does just set up this thing where, it's like, it's a fantasy. Um, it does, however, they take the entire first episode of season two, and it's a... And it is completely played oddly straight, but at the same time not, where it's it still has the pacing and, and you know, like, dialogue um, patterns of a traditional sitcom, complete with pauses after you know, jokes, but there's no laugh track, because the entire episode is about him trying to get his sister out of Afghanistan during the, you know, the fall of Kabul last year. Um, now, you, for what this show is, which is about, you know, uh, a soldier who went to Afghanistan, and then um, he came he came home from Afghanistan, and then his... Um, his his interpreter has come and his interpreter is now here and that's who Al is. Al's interpretive his interpreter. Um, it would be weird if they didn't acknowledge it, but to make it the focal point now of an entire season and to do what they did in that first episode felt very exploitative, um, especially considering that in the past they haven't reckoned with real world things before. Where it's like, you know, where, like, the neighborhood and other shows like it that are set in the modern day. Like, I don't fault the Goldbergs for not acknowledging police brutality or not acknowledging the pandemic. Considering it's set 40 years ago and it'd be weird if they were like, oh, now everyone's gonna wear masks for this episode. Like, it's weird. Um, in the same way that, like, you know, the, the, the Wonder Years reckons with issues of the age, which is, like, you know, the first episode ends with the assassination of Martin Luther King, because it's the 60s, and, and that's something that they deal with. Um, 
there's an episode where, um, what's it called? Where, um, the main character's brother comes home from Vietnam and deals with being treated like a, um, like a, 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 um, a second class citizen upon being back because he's, you know, black in, in, in that era America. And he's, you know, and he decides to re-enlist because at least he's respected um, by his true. It's such a heartbreaking. It is such a good episode, though. And and Don Cheadle is is great playing the inner monologue of the of the kid. It, it's such a well done show. Um, if you haven't watched the Wonder Years, you have to watch it. Um, but that that show happens and, and it, it takes place then. So not acknowledging modern things is is a problem. Um, is not a problem. Uh, I think that when they do something like this, where it's like, I think you have to make a decision to either fully embrace or not fully embrace, which sounds like I don't think the neighborhood ever really reckoned with the pandemic in a real way, um, that I remember, but it did have an episode about the protest, but at the same time, they didn't do this thing where it's like, we aren't allowed to laugh at all because this is a very serious thing. Like, that episode where they dealt with the protests, um, doesn't have a moment, like, there's still a laugh track to it, and there are still moments of levity to it, um, and, and it's still treated like, like any other very special episode of a sitcom, because that's nothing new either, where it's like, you know, going back to, like, I'm thinking back to, like, you know, Family Ties, um, which, which had the episode where, um, Alice gets hit by the drunk uncle, um, in a very special episode, there's still episodes like that, there are still moments of levity as they deal with these important issues, um, but the fact that the United States of Al did that and then treated it as if there was no, nothing bigger in the world to address and nothing, you know, I'm not minimizing what happened in Afghanistan, but, like, to, to, to do this and be like, this is the most important thing on the planet to the point where we're going to, um, like, take the laugh track out, I think, is a, is, and, and do the entire, you know, season almost, based on him trying to get his sister out of now Turkey, back to the United States, and at the same time, do that in a way where it doesn't acknowledge the, the, the lackluster asylum and refugee system, um, it feels very partisan, in a way, where it's like, we talk about, you know, how things shouldn't be politicized, and, and it's like, you know, we should want apolitical media, well, that's political media right there, if you're gonna do this, and you're gonna be like, hey, she needs to, you know, he needs to get his sister back to the United States, um, and, and, you know, it's gonna be this whole thing about how, you know, the, you know, the government mishandled the withdrawal from Afghanistan to this degree that this show is going to make me, you know, do this entire episode. You can't do that and then be like, well, everything else is working perfectly fine. It, it, it feels very, you know, it is very partisan at that point. And then be like, well, you know, the pandemic doesn't matter. Um, this doesn't matter. It feels like it's towing a party line in a way where it's like, look, I mean, you can sit here and you can say, like, we want apolitical media, but apolitical does not mean right-leaning. And that's fundamental what the show becomes when you do that. I didn't mean to get this political about this, but that's, you know, here we are. Um, but let's get into the fun of the episode, um, and pivot 180 degrees away from the withdrawal from Afghanistan into Mario Kart either 9 or 10. Um, now normally I don't report on specious rumors because, you know, 
someone leaking something on Twitter does not constitute a valid news source because any asshole with a Twitter account can can you know tweet anything and and it means absolutely nothing. Um, but once it gets reported by a major trade, then I will, uh, or at least a trade with an editorial staff who cares enough about their credibility to not report everything, um, then I'll take it into consideration, uh, reporting it here. Because that's the thing, it's like, you know, if you report on everything and it's like, well, what about, you know, if something is not true, then it's like, well, you know, what happens there and, 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 you know, all of that. But this rumor, um, is about Mario Kart 9 or 10, depending on how it is, and, and that's, you know, what the rumor says. It's like, look, Nintendo may well just call this Mario Kart 10 and have it be the, um, and have it be that, that weird one with the toys and, and the augmented reality that counts as Mario Kart 9, so this will be Mario Kart 10. Um, and I think that I could see that happening, um, considering that, like, they didn't start like, giving them numbers until 7. Like, Wii wasn't Mario Kart 6. Wii was Mario Kart Wii. And, like, you know, Double Dash was Double Dash, not Mario Kart 3 or 4. Um, well, hang on. Let's let's go through the list. There was the NES, yes, SNES version, Nintendo 64, um, Game Boy, Super Circuit, which is an underrated game, I think. Um, then Double Dash, or they're inter- maybe it's either three or four double dash because it, I don't know if it came before or after the the Game Boy version, the Game Boy Advance version. Um, then DS, then Wii, then seven for the 3DS, then eight for the um, for the uh, for the the Wii U slash eventually Switch when they did the deluxe version. Um, then. Um, Nine, I guess you would say that home version would be nine, but it depends on if they count that or not. Um, which is one of those things. I remember when they announced it, I saw it, and I was like, "This is the kind of thing that you're going to get for a kid. The kid's going to play with it for about you know two hours, and then get bored of it and be like, "Well, why the fuck did I pay two hundred dollars for this nonsense?" Or I think it was like one hundred and twenty. Either way, it's still an exorbitant amount of money for something that's you know cool for about an hour, and then it's like, "All right, I'll just play Mario Kart." On, on there, it's like Chibi Robo never like when they did Chibi Robo that free one for the 3DS never really caught on because it's like oh well, you know, I gotta sit here and interact with the real world. I'd rather just play the game and not have to sit here and walk around and figure out what I'm gonna do. It's like I can just you know play. Um, so all of that and now the new one is gonna come out for the Switch and I've seen I saw some some website be like oh well you know should Mario Kart 9 come out for the Switch and. I believe so, because Mario Kart 8, for the Mario Kart that's out for the Switch now, is a port. And that's the thing, is when you look at, you know, Mario Kart, they've never released two games on the same system before, which is kind of impressive when you think about it. I mean, I'm not counting re-releases. Like, when they re-released Super Circuit on the 3DS and on the Wii U as part of the Virtual Console, and and the the, the 3DS version was part of the Ambassador program um, for people who bought the 3DS back in, you know, when it first came out, um, they, they don't, that doesn't count. I'm saying they never released two new games on the console, to which I say Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is not a new game, it's a port of an existing game, and I think that, you know, that's something that, you know, I think they should come out on the, on the Switch, and, and the, the big thing from the report is not just that this game is happening, 
but also that this game is going to feature not just Mario characters, to which I say, this is long overdue. I don't understand why this took so long to get to this point, where it's like, well, why is it that, you know, why is it that it's only Mario characters in here? And I get that Mario has a pretty deep, both, you know, roster of friendly characters, and then also, he's got a pretty deep rogues gallery that, like, you know, would put a lot of superheroes to shame. Like, I, I feel like, it, it, like, I don't understand why it took this long to come up with this decision to be like, hey, so we're gonna do, you know, basically Smash, but for a kart racer. Um, besides the fact that it appears that a kart racer takes up more data space, um, based purely on what they get away with doing in Mario Kart compared to what they get away with doing in Smash. Um, which makes sense, because, like, the, the, the race courses are bigger than the typical Smash, you know, arena. So it makes sense to me that they would do a, you know, like, um... Modell doesn't even open anymore. Why does he email me? Um, it makes sense that they would do a, um... What's it called? Um... Like, like less people. But the thing about this rumor that kind of got me a little bit you know, iffy about it, is two of the games that they list as contenders, uh, and, and I would assume that if they're going to do this, it would be because they're going to do two Mario, like, Mario characters are still going to be the focal point of the game, um, where it's like, you're still going to have, you know, Mario and his entire gallery of friends being number one, and then there's going to be, like, you know, a few other characters from other games, and then their respective tracks. Um, they list F-Zero, which makes sense, because, you know, Captain Falcon did, you know, there was the, there was a Mute City, I believe, on, um, what's it called, on, um, the Switch version, well, I mean both, but, you know, it was included, um, and then it's like, you know, Captain, so Captain Falcon, that's a, that's a shoe-in, same with Villager, but I know for certain Villager was there, and same, and Isabella was too, and then there's also Link, um, so, obviously, Hyrule, or some other course related to Hyrule, would be making an appearance. Um, I understand all of that. That all makes sense to me. Um, some of the other ones are a little bit more nebulous. It makes sense from the standpoint that they are big pushes by Nintendo, um, and they are big franchises by Nintendo that are either, you know, been a thing for a little bit, or are getting a resurgence, but I don't think they're necessarily things that are, you know lending themselves to a, uh, what's it called, to a, uh, to, to a kart racer. I think that having, um, arms for a kart racer, unless they're using just the character, like, the characters from arms, I don't think it necessarily works in a kart racer environment. I think that, um, it, it's a cool idea, and, like, using him as a character would be cool, him or her, I'm, I haven't played the game, but I know there are a few different springy-armed guys in that, that you can play as. I think using that in the game could be cool. I think that an arena, like, a boxing arena does not exactly lend itself to being a, a fun environment for a, uh, for a race. Um. Unless they do, like, Waluigi, or Wario's Arena from, I think it was Double Dash. I mean, maybe that could work, but it still would feel a little weird to me. Um, and then the other one, 
And again, I confess this comes from not knowing it too well, but knowing the general conceit of the game. Um, Advance Wars, which to me is a real-time strategy game, kind of like, you know, Empire at War or like the military aspect of civilization, doesn't exactly lend itself to, you know, kart racing. Um, and yeah, Kid Icarus, I totally understand them doing that. I totally understand them doing um, some of the other ones. Um, but there are other Nintendo properties that do fit that would be better for, uh, for something like this. Like, you could definitely do a, uh, a Fire Emblem, considering that's something I like to trot out every once in a while. Um, they could do that. Uh, oh, um, and it's like, what was the other one? Like, the, the, uh, the balloon one also is another one that's like, why? Um... Uh, what else? Would, like, you could do... I think Pokemon, I think, is the, the easiest answer to that. Pokemon and Kirby are both, like, you know... Here's, like, a ton of inventive things that you can do with these characters. And it's like, well, okay, we're gonna... We, that, those lend themselves to creating, you know, racetracks out of. Um, and I think that, that those are ones that would be better for this kind of thing. More so than, like, you know... What was it? Like, you know... I, I, I genuinely don't think it's a good idea to use arms or advanced wars. I mean, Splatoon's another one that they had on the list of like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I've seen, I haven't played Splatoon, but I've seen the arenas from Splatoon, and that would make sense to me. Um, if they did kart racers uh, from other... Like, they're not going to bring in... Uh, according to the rumor, it's like the only other studio they're bringing in, which I guess would be why they don't bring in, you know... Pokemon, because Pokemon's not technically a first-party title, um, but I, I, I don't know, I feel like there are other things that could be done to make this game bigger and better, um, and I feel like they're, like, using strictly, um, you know, these titles that are big right here is a miss, um, and it's like, it would be cool if they dug deeper on, like, even Mario stuff. Like, don't just use stuff from them or inspire from the main games. Like, the Mario Party, um, boards are ripe for making into racetracks. Um, and, and it's like, there's so many other things where it's like, oh, that would be cool, that would be cool. Um, but it's like, I don't think that, you know, Advanced Wars really lends itself in the same way that these other, you know, things do. Um... Same with arms. I feel like it's, you know, if you want to add in other, you know, other characters, that makes sense. But if you're going to say, oh, we're going to bring in not just other characters, but we're also going to make tracks based on these things, then you kind of lose me a little bit. Um, I would like to see a, um, a track from, what's it called? A track from, I think Pokemon would be the easiest. Considering each region um, has a, you know, ha has basically a linear path to an extent that can be done I mean you know you could do like if you want to just stick to you know generation one which is what I would assume they would tend to do for something like this you could do like Saffron City Celadon City um, Viridian Forest um, you can just do the map of what's it called Jesus fucking Christ lunatic um I, I just there, there are so many other things they could do that I feel like it's a better way to handle it 
at what point in your life does, do, do you, you know, commit so much to a, to, 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 to a candidate that you buy a panel van? I'm assuming you had the panel van before, but at what point do you strap flags to it that say, fuck Joe Biden and Trump 2024? Like, at what point do you, do you realize that, like, oh, this is a little weird? Like, I swear to God, it's so, it's so fucking ridiculous. Anyway, um, that's my two cents on, you know, network TV and on, um, what's the other one? On, uh, on, on the Mario Party, you know. Or Mario Kart, you know, discussion from, uh, from the last few days. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to see Moonfall now. And then after Moonfall, I will do a review of that. Um, for Beware of Spoilers, I am putting my mask on now. Um, as I get ready to walk into the movie theater. So, until then, have a great rest of your day.